Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, show we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sports as we are talking week 16 in the National Football League. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson, and joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am doing very well, thank you very much, sir. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. After that last yep. Vikings game. I don't yep. know if... I like That game was weird in the sense that it's, it's the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL, and I just kept thinking about the Homer Simpson line. <laughs> They're both losers. Losers! <laughs> that was how I felt about both those teams when I was watching. Well, as the clock was winding down, I was like, you know what? Yeah. The time might be okay here today. I think yeah. that, like, you know, either the Vikings play in the first half and the way that the Colts play in the second half, yeah. I'm okay with saying you deserve to win this game. That was an apocalyptic coaching performance by Jeff Saturday in in that season. Oh, it was bad. Uh, yeah. That when when the when the 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 god awful interception to uh, 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 when Jalen Regor basically ran the wrong route or stopped on his route and and, and yeah. Cousins threw it to nobody and that factored nada based on the way the Colts ran their next yeah. three plays. <laughs> well, was, I texted, like, Phil, Phil, I texted you right after that. I'm like, well, that's probably it. Like, yeah. And oh. And it, and, it, and it wasn't because like Cousins was on it. Yeah, Cousins was on his own forty-two when he threw that pick, and then the Colts, you know, they they, they end up wind up on on their own two. They go, they go inter, incomplete, two yard like two yard gain, incomplete punt, and the punt was short. And the I'm pretty sure they uh, the Vikings had it back on their own forty-two. So that interception cost them forty seconds. And yeah. nothing else, right? Like, and, and then not only that, you, you like right after that was that the Dalvin Cook screen where you yeah, the, the like, was two, yeah, yeah, like two seconds later, yeah. No, I think there was a touchdown in between the Dalvin Cook screen and that one. I have to look back on it. I think it was, was a fast strike. It was a fast strike. That's all I remember after that. It, it was bad. It, it was very bad. Yeah. Of course, the third member of our crew is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm doing well. That's great. My team's coming off a big win this week too. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, all three of us. Is that the first time this year? Yeah, I think uh, it. I yeah, uh, it has yeah, to be right. Team has not been winning a lot of games. Oh. You guys, you guys have. In my opinion, I think you both. You guys both do for playoff teams. I know Bill does. I yeah, think. Bill. Yeah, Bill for sure does. I. I. Well, I mean the Lions thing. We'll get to it tonight because this is uh, the that game's going to be the Admiral Akbar trap game of the week. Let's be careful out there on the Lions Panthers, everybody. Um, before we get into the week 16, I do want to talk about what happened last night because we're recording this on on the 23rd, the Friday after. Because like I, I do think we need to talk about both quarterbacks that played that that started the game last night. First off, Trevor Lawrence really fucking coming into his own now, isn't he? Like just so good. Chris throws the uh, the the, the yeah, third down conversions. Like, and mm. Peterson is calling some really great stuff. And like this is with like Evan Ingram is the best pass catcher on the team like Calvin Ridley gets yeah. there next year and that's some interesting stuff um but Evan Ingram is the best pass catcher on the uh, on the roster right now and that offense is really fun I really like it like yeah. it's 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 just a fun offense with good skill position guys and yeah they, they went out and spent some money in the offseason on on Brandon Sheriff and, and whatever to try, to try to keep Trevor upright and that is was working out and that's good um but yeah that's it's 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 one of my favorite offenses to watch right now I really enjoy it yeah it's it's really good. It's a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. I I mean, gun to your head right now, gentlemen, or water water gun to your head. Uh, Titans or Jaguars making the playoffs, Billy. I'm gonna say Jaguars. Craig. 
doesn't the Ryan Tannehill news make it uh, that it has to be the Jaguars? That does make it, re- yeah, that does make it very difficult. Uh, we haven't we haven't heard much so from old the Malik there, go, but so this is barring something very strange happening, mm-hmm. and the very strange would be. The Titans beating both Houston and Dallas. Beating Houston wouldn't be surprising, but the Titans beating both Houston and Dallas and the Jaguars losing to Houston next week. Unless all three of those outcomes happen, that or the reverse of the Jaguars win their games and the Titans lose both, uh, that Titans-Jaguars game in Week 18 is going to be winner gets the AFC South. And I would suspect that is going to be a winner gets the AFC South uh, in primetime on NBC football game, um, I don't see what other combination of, of teams would make sense to be flexed into the Sunday night slot. Um, and I don't know if I see Malik Willis going into Jacksonville and winning that game for the Titans. I just don't. Zach Wilson. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we're done here as far as him being a New York Jet. Is he done so career-wise? What say you, Craig? Um... No, like so. Like I bet you the Jets get like a fourth round pick for him this offseason, maybe third. It's got to be a backup for somebody off- next year, though, right? Yeah, some offensive coordinator is gonna say, "Hey, this guy's got a lot of arm talent. Yeah. I can fix this guy." The strength is and there I don't know who for sure. Be. So that and there's all like there's still all sorts of coaching moves to figure out and and quarterback moves, but some team with an established veteran quarterback is gonna say, "Hey, you know what? We can have this guy." your backup and if we you know get in a situation where we can bring him into a game see what we've got and then one of two things happens one doesn't play particularly well which you know wouldn't be great but whatever but two he plays well and then you can flip him for something even better than what you gave up for him so i i think that there is definitely something to be said for some nfl team saying hey we're going to give trevor a chance and see uh, trevor uh, uh give give zach wilson a chance and see how things go uh i'm not exactly sure who but yeah it's going to be someone with an established veteran starter. Like he's not going to go into camp with a chance to win the starter job because that would be ridiculous. Kansas city. Maybe <clears throat> that'd be a good Kansas platform. City, Yeah. Like that, I, I like, although like they have such a good thing going. Like if, if I, I just don't know if that's something that Andy Reed wants to spend time on. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, yeah. um, like I could see it being like, again, who knows what their starting quarterback situation is going to be, but could it be Los Angeles? Yeah. The Rams. Yeah, maybe. Could it be the Minnesota Vikings? That's not a bad one. That's that's not a bad one, one, Billy. Zach Wilson, purple and gold? How do you feel about that? (laughs) You know what? Kirk Cousins is the GOAT. (laughs) 160 yards, more yards than any other quarterback last week. Guy's MVP. Yeah. Um, No, I I think he would be fine in the purple and gold. Um, but I think you kind of have to ride Cousins till the end of this one. So I don't know when that is. Oh, but it, it might oh not. no, no. Kirk Cousins will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings this year. That is uh, next season. That is locked in contractually. Until he, until yeah. he retires, yeah. Yeah, or, well, you know, after 2023, they have some options as far as what they may want to yeah, do. Yeah, but how old is All he? All I'm saying uh, is, yeah. could you see Kevin O'Connell being a coach that said, hey, if we got this guy into our system, get some things out, could he be a decent backup? Maybe a little more than that because he's a really talented guy, can we maybe see some things go our way if we acquire a player like this? And it's going to be an NFC team. Like, Because like, yeah. like one thought that someone had, like, oh, yeah, put him in the Trubisky machine in Buffalo. The Jets can't do it. Because if you're wrong mm-hmm. and Zach Wilson goes to Buffalo, Allen gets hurt, and Zach Wilson like is like plays lights out, you, you never live it down. You yeah. never live it down. So I, I think that, you know, an NFC team – 
like Minnesota, like perhaps the Rams, depending on what they do with their starting quarterback, maybe the Panthers. Like there's 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 a few spots where you think to yourself, okay, maybe maybe this is uh this is the way to go. But Cousins is thirty. Dallas Cowboys. What about the Dallas Cowboys? At a certain point, don't you draft like future talent? Like it, it, the Vikings probably should now be thinking about using a pick on on a rookie, right? Like sure, I agree. Years. All I'm saying is Zach Wilson is 23 years old. And yeah, was the second overall pick in the draft. To me, that dart throw, if for a third or fourth round pick, you're going to get more talent with that dart throw than you ever would in the third round of the draft. Yeah, that's right? that's probably fair. And, and you know what? You look at a quarterback like Geno Smith, that you get him out of that Jets system and in another system, and doesn't yeah. look as bad as people thought he did. There's there's a few examples of guys who had a rough time with their first stop, and they go to another place. And things just go a little better for them. The offense cooks a little more and things go a little better for them. Uh, th- th- it wasn't the second stop. But a-, a guy that I think has some some Zach Wilson-like traits is Jeff George. And remember, when you mm. surrounded him with a really good offense, and like having Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and Jake Reed all at the same time is, is, is pretty good. Uh, but he goes there and he had like he had an elite season there. You know what I mean? Like So I just think that there are situations where that can work out for you. A guy that you know, was taken at the top of the draft, maybe doesn't necessarily work out. He can go to another place and 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 be a plus player. So, you know, we'll see yeah. if that's something that um, well, Steve Young, there's a good example, goes terribly, unimaginably awful in Tampa Bay. You get to San Francisco, they had some good players in that team, went pretty well. So, again, I know I'm, I'm cherry-picking examples here, but I don't know if Wilson's career is done. But I, he's, he can never start another game for the New York Jets. When so one of the Jets beat reporters, like, and the crowd is going nuts for Chris Strebler, like, that's all they tweeted. And I'm like, I want to be clear. This is a tweet from, you know, an NFL game, not from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, that's, you know, it's, that's the, if, if the crowd's going nuts for Chris Strebler, I think it's over for whoever started the game. Yeah. I mean, because right now, Zach Wilson's looking like, Ryan Leaf without the drug problem, basically. Yeah, is, is, no, yeah. honestly, that's that. That and, and you know Ryan himself has made that comparison on Twitter. He's like, look, he's doing some of the stuff that I did, and you you shouldn't do these things. So yeah. hey, well, you know Ryan went to Seattle after that, and it didn't work out any better there. But maybe it does for Wilson. Who knows? Yeah. Although he, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the dunk he had on this one Jets fan, but you know he uh, someone. Uh, Someone's like, oh, man, I can't believe we drafted Mormon Ryan Leaf. And then, you know, Ryan, <laughs> I forget what Bonds was. And then uh, then he said, and someone said, you know, Ryan, you suck or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm pretty sure the last 10 years of my life have been better than it has been for Jets fans. And I was in jail for three of those years. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good one. That's a good one, Ryan. Good, good, good zinger. Um, <clears throat> Thursday night broadcast. How do, how do we feel about this Amazon broadcast, you guys? Uh, like to Al Michaels this. is one of the great play-by-play guys in the that has ever existed. Of... Yes, I, I, I'm not going to say that Al's done. I don't think he's cooked. I think he just is like I think he, he realized very quickly that he made a horrible decision getting away from Collinsworth and NBC, despite the yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, despite and, the like... giant check that he was cashed. Because like, what did yeah. he really do with that money? Throw it in the pile. Yeah, like he, the guy all like yeah. It's not like he needed cash, you know. Yeah. Um, so, well, that being said, you know that Al Michaels likes to gamble. So who's to say? That's but, true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is one of us. That's for sure. He is certainly um, one of us. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, and Herb Street's been flat out bad. He's just, uh, just he's just a college he's guy, a college right? Guy. Yeah, he just he absolutely like, is. He's, he's a college guy. He's a studio, like you know, the studio show that they do on ESPN is so the best yeah. studio show. Like obviously, inside the NBA is like the the counter uh, to what I'm about to say, but I think it's the best studio show that there is. And I know it's not a studio show, but like the best pregame show that there is, is, is yeah. college game day. And, and he's great on there. And, you know, he obviously got a lot of money from Amazon too. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just don't know if it, if it's a fit and something that I want to see more of, and you know what Amazon did, did a, do a good job with this. I want to see more guys doing games who have recently played in the NFL. So the halftime show, Andrew Whitworth, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Richard Sherman. Great stuff. I want to hear from guys that have played against some of the guys that are in the league now, who have been coached by some of the guys who are in the league now, that have played in the schemes of the guys who are in the league now. You know what I mean? Like that's that's who yeah. I want analyzing these games. Um, speaking of that Vikings Colts game, I, I actually really like Mark Sanchez. I think he's a pretty good color guy. Yeah, um, he's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like. Why can't we put Richard Sherman in the booth? Like, because who knows what'll happen? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> maybe, well, because maybe you're right. Maybe exactly why. Well, because because well, Jonathan Jonathan right. Vilma also had a great moment, and Vilma's been Vilma's been great with his insight and stuff, and I, th- I think he speaks to a lot of things with you that that you've started, with, which is he's he's pretty recently um, he's only recently left the league. I mean, a little bit longer than most of the guys you just mentioned, but. When that like and and he knows enough to be like okay don't talk when the play was going on but then that final play in the Raiders Patriots game was so insane that he was like he couldn't help himself right like yeah like, like, like a, lost yeah, like a at one point he was like is anybody gonna tackle like like f- four Raiders Olaid the because I can't remember what it was first off the Patriots do the third the, the draw on third and long right to, with with three seconds left on the clock and he's and then. Four Raiders olay him, and Jonathan Vilma goes, "Is anybody going to tackle him? Like, because he couldn't, he couldn't help himself." And then the, and then the stuff starts, and then all of a sudden Chandler Jones has the ball, and he was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> right? Like he couldn't, he couldn't even help himself. That was just so goddamn funny. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Oh no. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, last thing on that were uh, the running that draw on third and long. But um, I'm sitting in my home studio right now and i'm i've got a little shelf with 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 some hats on it the raptors champion hat and there's a bronco super bowl champion hat on that shelf if Andy reed doesn't run of almost the exact same play without the pitch that yeah. hat probably isn't oh is that the when jamal charles fumbled game. the ball jamal charles fumbles the ball returned yeah. for the score by bradley roby and that 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 happening meant that the Broncos hosted the Patriots in the AFC title game as opposed to going to Foxborough. So yeah, that, that, that hat that I'm looking at right now probably doesn't exist. It kind of disappears like Marty McFly's hand in Back to the Future. If you never know. running the draw on third and long with no time left in the game is a thing that people don't do. Uh, yeah. So the moral story is, do not do that. Like, what, yeah, like just, just, what do you think is going to happen? Just yeah. take a knee and, and yep. go to overtime or whatever. Yeah. All right, we're heading into Saturday because we got a little Saturday Sunday action thanks to the holiday weekend. We'll see how some of these games go. Uh, I would I would wager that collectively, th- this is the lowest you will ever see the spreads, or you will ever see the totals based on this snowstorm. There are mm-hmm. a lot of games that are under uh, forty right now, including this so Saints many Browns games for thirty. 
Saints yeah. Browns at what thirty one and a half right now? Thirty one thirty one and a half, and I looked it up. The NFL record for a lowest total ever is twenty eight. And this game is is sort of flirting with it. I couldn't find out what game it was. All I all I saw was the list was uh, it was twenty eight. Apparently, is the lowest number uh, uh, total has ever gone in a uh, National Football League game. Uh, I'm just gonna read a few of these uh, before we get going. Yeah, Brown Saints, as you said, thirty two. Titans Texans thirty five. Uh, we've got thirty four with Ravens Falcons thirty seven with Niners Commanders. That's not weather. That's just <laughs> yeah that's just teams. <laughs> But uh, yeah. 38 with Raiders Steelers coming up on mm-hmm. Saturday night, like it's it's it, there. It's just a it's 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 not a weekend we're expecting a lot of points. Put it that way. No, we'll see how it goes. And this is like first week of fantasy playoffs too, right? So, well, I guess if you're not playing a three week division, so this there could be could be some teams like if you like you get to if you crack a hundred, basically you might be onto the onto the finals next week in fantasy. We'll see how it goes. Saints Browns. Browns getting the three-point home bump, so they're saying that these two teams are even based on old-school gambling logic, but the Browns are getting the three-point home bump. Um, <clears throat> as we mentioned, the total for this game is 31.5. I think I want the Browns in this one. Uh, New Orleans is terrible outdoors. We're getting a lot of Taysom Hill chatter right now. Uh, I just have one caveat on in this. If Chubb is questionable right now, if... Like, do we, do we have definitive uh, word on Chubb as of us recording this? I'm not sure. But uh, if Chubb is not playing, bail out on this game. But until then, uh, give me the Browns minus the three. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you get a, a snowstorm like this. You get a low point total. I kind of want those points. I do think the Browns are a better team, and I do think they'll be able to control the game strip a lot better than the, the Saints. But I think I'm taking the points on this one. All right, uh, Billy's on the Saints. I'm on the Browns. Craig, tiebreaker. I want the points too. Just like if if, if this is going to be a really low scoring game, I'd rather have the three points in my pocket. The Browns' run defense has been um, the worst in the NFL. So if yes. I'm the Saints, I'm 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 just going to start Taysom Hill, and we're going to run an option offense the entire damn game, <laughs> like. I want to look like 1996 Nebraska out there if I'm so, uh, yeah, yeah, no, just do that. And uh, I think that they'll be in a good spot. I, I just think this is such a, a bad weather game. I think the Browns are better equipped to deal with the Brown weather game if they have Chubb. And I can see the Saints just coming away with like zero points. Like, I want to bet the under on this game, and I probably will. And the uh, total, as we've discussed, is 31 and a half. Like, I think this is going to be like a, like a 9-6 game. Like it's gonna, like, yeah. They're like, like pleading like, with people to bet the over in this game. They yeah. like they are like they are really pleading with please bet the over. Like, yeah. Do you want us to go to twenty nine? We'll do it. Like, yeah. Not gonna be able to do it. Uh. All right. Uh. Falcons. Ravens. Ravens minus six and a half. Uh. In in the battle of the backups because uh, Lamar's still out. It's gonna be Hundley and uh. God, who I can't remember the Falcons. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Thank you. Who looked decent? Look, Dees. They didn't really cut him. Okay, yeah. They like, didn't. They didn't cut him loose. Played, so, yeah, this is a guy that played not in like you know, he didn't play in the SEC, but he played in Cincinnati. He's played against high level competition in bowl games and whatnot. And like I, I, I think he looked like he did not look out of place in this football game. Put it that way. Yeah, that's a that's a very good way of putting it. I'm like I said though, they didn't really cut him loose, so I can't really. Like, we, we don't really. We don't really know what he's about right now, and they 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 did. Uh, they did fail. They did lose in that Saints game. 
man it is t this one i'm torn on because <laughs> i mean we're talking about another low total we're talking we're, we're talking about a high line with a low total 34 and a half for the total six and a half for the ravens I just don't – I'm not sure if Brent Hundley and this Ravens offense that can't get anything going right now should be laying six and a half to anybody. And I think that the Falcons are frisky enough with the run that I think I'm on the Falcons' side. What say you, Craig? No, uh, uh, the Falcons one of my five. Ooh, interesting. Like, like the, the line is too big. The line is too big for a game – if the total is 34 and you're offering me – Six points with one of the teams. Six and a half points with one of the teams, depending on which book you're going to. Yeah, I'm going to take the six and a half. Thank you. Give me the Falcons. All right. Uh, Craig and I are both on the Falcons. Billy, what say you? Yeah, it's got to be the Falcons. Uh, same reason. I mean, it, you look at the Ravens last week, and they were pretty abysmal. And I don't know that the offense is going to get it going. To give them that much spread, it just seems ridiculous to me. Uh, I think you're getting a bunch of free points here. So uh, I'm on the Falcons as well. Next up, the Cincinnati Bengals head to New England to take on the Patriots. This is a line that has moved um, off of a little bit of a key number as far as what we want to do. This is uh, – I've already bet this game. It opened up at Bengals minus 3.5. It's currently Bengals minus 3. I'll tell you, this is a pros-Joes game right now. The public is all over this Bengals team. They are infatuated. They are in love uh, with Joe Burrow. What's not to love? He's great. He's awesome. The Patriots, we all kind of hate the Patriots, uh, except for that one fan who got yelled at by that Oakland uh, that Oakland Raiders, Karen. That wasn't very nice. Even I felt bad for the Patriots fan in that one. Uh, but it, it's currently Bengals minus three. That's an important number that they've moved off there because I love this game with the Patriots given, getting that three-and-a-half-point hook at home. I'm less in love with it at the three. I think this is going to be one of my five at the three-and-a-half, though. I it's just I can't currently recommend betting it because I do want that extra half point. The Bengals, despite the fact that, like it it, it was it was weird because this is what they did for the entire like last seven weeks of the 2021 season was just be dog shit in the first half and then blow the doors off the other team in the second half and end up winning the game. And it, it was just so weird, though, because they had all those points, but I don't even think they cracked, like, 200 yards of total offense. When you put up the boards, the Bucks we like, blew them out in every category other than points, except for they turned the ball over. I'm pretty sure that uh, Joe Burrow's average uh, start of field position was, like, the Bucks three-yard line in the second half in that game. It was it was insane. They basically got... I will say this about... Thing four that four tap in putts they basically had for Burrow. If you start on the other team's twenty, yep, all you can get on that drive is twenty yards. You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Could, could they could they not have gotten more yards if they had to start on their own twenty? Like maybe it's just like it was a game where they well they didn't in the first half. Just... Yeah, they didn't in the first half yeah, though. That was the thing. Half. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but... it, it was. It's just weird. I just uh, to me, I'm on the Patriots for this one. We all saw the Patriots. One of the most embarrassing losses that you'll ever see. That clip will live forever in infamy, right there. That like we're gonna we're gonna be seeing, you know, you're gonna be looking up uh, NFL countdowns on YouTube and stuff like that, and they're gonna say like you know top ten most embarrassing plays in the history of the National Football League. It's gonna be like that, and the butt fumble are gonna be showed in perpetuity for the rest of our lives. I don't know what the hell uh, was going on when the Patriots started drawing and lateral. We already made fun of it. 
And maybe I'm giving Bill Belichick a little bit too much credit. Maybe he's actually washed. And I, I, his coaching staff is a fucking embarrassment. Let's say that. The, like this Patricia thing and his idiot son with the stupid mullet that he goes <laughs> out there. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Um, he's fighting but, with – and like Matt Jones is fighting is, with the offensive staff. I will he's say fighting, about the New England Patriots. Yeah. Defensive DVOA, they're second. Yeah. And like, I, I, job. I like but Judon and everybody – I, I like Judon and everybody to be bruising up on Burrow's ribs in this game, and I think the Patriots uh, keep it close and, and cover the three and a half. And I think this is an, this is just an ultimate. It's a classic buy low, sell high. We just watched the Bengals with an insane comeback against the not like probably the second most insane comeback of the week. I don't think there's any probably about it. A comeback that would have been. Uh, uh, you know, number one on most weeks, but was like number four in week 15 of 2022. Uh, they had a crazy comeback, and we saw the Patriots with one of the, uh, just an all-time blunder. Uh, so this is just a long-winded way of me saying, uh, this is a good buy-low, a sell-high spot. And I don't like, and the Bengals gotta, I know they're 11-3 and against the spread, but they can't keep covering all these as being a favorite on the road. Billy, what say you? Bengals uh, currently laying three in New England. Yeah, I, I just feel like the, the Bengals are so much better than the Patriots. I have, I still have no faith in the Patriots, and last week did obviously not rebuild that faith. Um, whether or not they find that last week was demoralizing, they can't keep going, we'll see. But I still think Cincinnati's so much better that the offense is just firing now. So I'm on Cincinnati here, but I'm not going to make it one of my five. Uh, I will say, if it is indeed shitty weather in the outdoors of New England, that does uh, I think that tips... Uh, more in the Patriots' favor than it does in the Bengals' favor. Uh, I'm on the Pats. Craig's or uh, Billy's on the Bengals. Craig, tiebreaker. Bengals for me. Uh, mm. I just like. God, that's just such a public spot, though. I can't. Yeah, but the, like the, just the Bengals have scored enough points, and the, the Bengals' defense is pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good they're not trash. No, uh, I I just think that this is going to be a situation where the Patriots have a real hard time moving the football. And the Bengals' offense, because of their talented playmakers, will figure some stuff out. Yeah, I don't know. I could, I could just see the uh, the Bill Belichick just <laughs> walking into both coaching offices and being like, "You all just shut up and let me do my thing for one week." <laughs> and then he just kind of wraps uh, Cincinnati in a nice little blanket for one week and, and keeps this one close. So I'm going to be on the Patriots. They're going to be one of my five. Um, I'm just. God, it's just too much public money on the Bengals for them to cover as a road favorite. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm fading the public on that one. All right, Bills-Bears. This line's moving the wrong way for us, gentlemen. Uh, the Bears opened up as plus nine and then spent most of the week at plus eight and a half and are now plus eight. Uh, so this line's moving not in the direction that we would like because I would like to take the Bears, but we're not getting the best of the number anymore. Billy, what say you on this one? Uh... Yeah, I, I think that's a little high for what will be a, I'm guessing, stormy game. Um, so I'm going to take as many points as I can get, any bookie I can take, um, because I like the Bears here. So as many points as you can get, take it, because I think this will be low scoring. What is the over-under for this one? The over-under for this one is 40.5, so they're not predicting a high score. So if the if the Bills were to cover this, you're thinking it's going to be like a like a 28. Yeah. If you... Like that, that to me, on the, the over-under, I was thinking yeah. about that as I was reading the lines, is a Josh Allen tax. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, all the other games are going to have the same weather disaster as something, you know, mid to low 30s, but you got to give 40 for that one. And I think it's a tax of, oh, yeah, no, you want under, under a game where one of the teams has Josh Allen, it's going to have to be a little higher. I suspect is yeah. the thing the there. 
I like the under, and I like the Bears getting the eight, because I could just see this being 17-10 and the Bills just being like, let's just do enough to win this and get the hell out of here. Uh, what say you on this one, Craig? I, uh, I, I, I'm going to take the the under and the Bears to cover. I just think, doesn't this just feel like a game where, you know, we're wrapping things up and we go back to the studio. The Bills, you know, win 14-6 to six winners over Chicago. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, I uh, like, it's a game where, like, you know, the Bills' offense doesn't really have to do much, so they don't, you know? So, yeah, you know, give me give me the the Bears and the under. New York Giants head to Minnesota to take on your Minnesota Vikings, uh, Bill, and your boys are currently laying four uh, against the Giants. I God, I don't know. Uh, this Lion actually has a real one since it's in a dome, 49 and a half. I don't – I think I like the – Giants in this one, but I don't really. DVOA basically uh, tells us that these are the two worst teams in the league with winning records. Uh, make of that what you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's. Oh man, it, it. This to me just it comes down to who turns over the ball last. I think I, I know that that sounds like rather innocuous advice, but uh, I think you know knife to my ribs on this one. I think I think I would. Uh, God, I think I would take the Giants, but I don't feel great about it. What say you about your boys laying four right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I I like them against the Colts, and I think they should be able to beat the Giants. Um, I wish I knew if they were going to try for one half or two in this game. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Try for two. Um, I, I think I like the Giant, uh, the Vikings here. Sorry, uh, I, I think I love the Vikings to win. I think they're getting a W this week. I don't think they're going to lose to the Giants at home. However, those points would be nice, but uh, I'm still taking the Vikings. I'll, I'm willing to lay the four. I wish it were legally required for NFL teams to announce before the game. Uh, you're not don't bet on us because we've given up on life. Because I would have liked to have known that before that I bet on the Jets to when I had them on the Peckham last night. And then I just saw their first two drives, and I'm like, oh, no, this team's given up on life, haven't they? <laughs> and I realized I was never going to cover that game. The Jaguars only scored 19 points, guys. Like, if you just showed me, oh, the Jags scored 19, I'd have been like, done, cool. <laughs> I'll bet I covered easily. Three the points, Jets what's that? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. The Jets scored exactly zero points on drives that didn't start on the Jacksonville yep. 20. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, Craig, what's say about uh, Giants-Vikings? Vikings land four. You know, I, I don't love this game as far as our, our particular contest goes. I think Minnesota oh, wins this game. No shot. This uh, cracks anybody's five, I think. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, so I am going to uh, I'm going to lean Vikings. I just, like, I think they're better, and I do think the Giants, despite that win against Washington, which came with all sorts of red flags, uh, remain somewhat fraudulent. So I'm going to take the Vikings. Yeah, that was a weird one. I mean, I, I didn't get the... The... <sighs> The pass interference one, yeah, he was draped, but we see that get let go in that spot all the time. Yeah, that right? that that the only reason it was bizarre is because of what had happened like thirty five seconds earlier. Yeah, the the flag on McLaurin, I just guys, the spirit of the rule here. McLaurin's on the other side of the field. The ball goes up the middle. What he did there had nothing to do with the play. Never in a million years do you. I have to throw that particular flag because, like, it, it had nothing to do with the play. The guy didn't even move when the ball was snapped. It's it's like, I, I don't know. If, if, if it snapped and he, like, ran up and, you know, illegally blocked a guy, then, yeah, I can see it being like. Cause, and, he, uh, 
and, 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 and there were, you know, some people saying, you know, so McLaurin, like, oh, yeah, I checked with the referee, and the referee said yeah. I was good, then threw the flag, which is ridiculous. And there were some people saying, oh, it's not the referee's job. And then, like, several guys who played wide receiver in the NFL for a long time came out and said, yeah. no, that is specifically the referee's job. Yeah, hey, how we, do you, we've how, been doing you that for with years. How lined up, yes or no, yeah. like, you know, give me a thumbs up or something and whatever. Like, that is specifically the referee's job to answer that question truthfully. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a weird thing for people to be complaining about. No, that was, that was wild. And the fact that, and again, you guys know I've been saying in this, and, and this is big on our hockey pub when, when we're talking hockey on this podcast, Craig, is, is just I'm so, I'm, I'm all about the spirit of the rule. And never in a million years would I throw that flag if I'm in that spot because McLaurin just has nothing to do with it. Like it, it does, it didn't affect the play yep. one iota. So uh, yeah, and, the and, only re- the only way you throw uh, that flag to me is if McLaurin is like, oh, he's running an out route. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, like all right, then yeah, you you you've, you've carved yourself an advantage here. But the fact that mm-hmm. it was a run play up the middle, like, no, that's stupid. No, absolutely don't. All right, moving on. The Detroit Lions head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. This line's seen a little sharp movement. It opened up Panthers plus three. It's now Panthers minus two and a half. A little bit of sharp money coming in on the Panthers, and I'm here to tell you, Panthers are one of my five, you guys. <laughs> this is such a trap spot. You have to – you have to – I'm not – I, 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 I can tell you right now, I am not emotionally edging. The Panthers are the play in this game. The Lions are too high. The Panthers are too low. The Panthers just got beat by Mitch Trubisky, for God's sake. And, yeah, the Lions are flying high and doing their thing, but this this is their third game in a row being favored on the road, and there's just too much Lions love. It's a buy-low, sell-high. It's a buy-low, sell-high spot, and it's it's just – it's yeah, it's too juicy. This is, this is such a – I can absolutely see the lion. The lions get clipped here, and then that week seventeen, and then they got to go to Lambeau basically in week seventeen or week eighteen to for a playoff spot on the line. It's it's just it, this is such a Panthers play. This is the Panthers are absolutely the play here, and the sharps are in on it. So so there it is. What say you on this one, Billy? Yeah, I I like the Lions. I I just think <laughs> they've been playing good football, and I think Carolina is terrible. I as a long-term Lions fan, I see where you're at. They're like, this yeah. is where it all falls off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, What is this, happiness with the Lions? I'm not used to this. This was weird and evil to me. If I can bet against that, I will. <laughs> I do uh, I, truly think the Panthers are the play here, though. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I just think the Lions are playing good football, and there's just nothing I've seen out of, out of the Lions in the last while or Carolina that makes me think Carolina is going to get a win here. And as long as it stays under three, I'm taking Detroit. Yeah, I, I will say if if this Lions team has truly turned not like a giant corner, but turned a corner, they're they're not going to blow this game against the Panthers, right? If they've truly if they're truly doing something here. Craig, what say you? Uh, Lions currently laying two and a half in Carolina. I'm going to take the Lions in this game, uh, especially if you can get them at two or two and a half, which some books are offering. Yeah. Um, this will not be one of my five, uh, but I, I, I'm on the Lions side of this. And and you look at Carolina, and their defense, not that good. It's really not. And the Lions offense, I think, is very good. Um, I think that Detroit is able to move the ball in this game. And this game is not going to be one of the ones in Charlotte that is uh, negatively impacted by snowstorms, obviously. So, Lions. Goff outdoors, though. This will be outdoors, and it'll be colder, sure. but it won't be snow. It won't be this uh, snowmageddon 
that's uh, going on right now. Damn you, Snow! Um, Death Count's ready to shoot right up. Yeah. Uh, all right, Seattle Seahawks uh, heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. A line that has seen some movement going not the direction I thought. Opened up at Seahawks plus 9.5. Currently Seahawks plus 10. Chiefs minus 10 is the current uh, current line on this one. I don't know what else to do with these ones other than take the Seahawks. It's a decent team, decent offense. Offense is sputtered a little bit. Chiefs never cover these high lines. I explain this to people every single week. The Chiefs are... The second worst team in the league against the spread because they win the game, but they don't cover these high. They, they're constantly getting double-digit lines, and they win by seven or eight. So, and the back door will be open in this one. And Geno Smith is is a guy who is willing to walk in the door. And like, would we be insanely shocked if the Seahawks pulled a stunner and won this game? Like, would we be stunned, gentlemen? I would be. Uh. I you mean, would be? I, I, like, stunned, stunned, or, like... Seattle's defense has looked very bad for some time. And that's true. Can, and here comes, like, and they're going to visit Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And that's, that is not the, that is not what should heal your ailing defense, having to deal with those two guys. No, um, you're right. But I don't, I don't see this as, like, like, if, the, like, I realize it's, it's written like it is, because they're the biggest underdog of this, this particular week, but that's... Got less to do with the Chiefs and more to do with the public perception, or sorry, it's less to do with the Seahawks and more to do with the public perception of the Chiefs. To me, so I, like if the, if the if the Seahawks won this game in an upset, I wouldn't be like blown away like I was when the Colts were up thirty three to nothing, right? Like I don't I don't think it's going to be anything like that. But uh, is this Seattle team, which we've seen some flaws exposed here, is this Seattle team going to win at Arrowhead? Is that what we think? Like I just. That's tough. No, I, I don't. Th- I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not recommending putting the Seahawks on the money line. I'm just asking the question: Would we be like blown away mentally if the Seahawks walked away with like a weird, you know, like 28-27 win or something like that? Right. I think both like, defenses will cough up quite a bit in, in terms yeah. of football. Um, and, and you look at Seattle's receivers, and if this becomes a, a just an air show, obviously Mahomes is better. But with the receivers Seattle has, if you just keep throwing jump balls, Seattle could win a lot of those. Like between Lockett, Metcalf, like now Lockett's not playing. Oh right, Oof. Lockett's out. Yeah, that does hurt in a situation where you want to throw that deep ball. But I mean, obviously Metcalf, fantastic as well. Um, even Noah Fant has looked great. Um, I, I I think that this is going to go back and forth, and I'm going to bet on Mahomes when it's an air show for sure. But I do think there'll be a lot of points, which makes me think the Seattle will cover the spread at least. I was just picturing Craig when you said Noah Fants look really good doing the the Glenn Howerton meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, no, they wanted to keep they wanted to keep Ogwebenu, a guy who wound up being you know a healthy scratch most of the year. Uh, yeah. Great decision making. Um, <laughs> Seattle, well, this is this is since November seventh and November seventh and beyond. Here's Seattle, lost Tampa Bay. Lost to the Raiders. Beat uh, John Wolford and Bryce Perkins yeah. by four. That's lost their only victory Carolina. in the last little bit, lost, isn't it? Yeah. Lost to the 49ers. They have one win. One win in the last six weeks. And they had to come back against John Wolford, too. Like, Geno threw That's a touchdown correct. with, like, two minutes left or something like that. Yeah, so, That's yeah, it, has, it hasn't been. So, they're due, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you're right. I guess, uh, but... yeah, I guess the generals do. I just think that, <laughs> that Mahomes and company yeah. just kind of. 
crush these guys, and it's pretty. Right. They make pretty, pretty quick work of it. So, are you laying the ten then, Craig? I am. It's not going to be one of my five, but I'm betting on this game. I'll be laying the ten. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. I would take the points just because until I'm been proven otherwise. But the Chiefs, they don't take these high lines. Billy tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the points. All right. Houston Texans head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans getting a three-point home bump against a weirdly frisky Texans team that should have beaten in consecutive weeks the Dallas Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. There's another reason why maybe you take the Seahawks, although the uh, Chiefs were in Texas last night. or Texas, uh, They were in Houston last week, I believe. Uh, yeah, the Tannehill thing is... I mean, I had... Tennessee side last week against the Chargers with a plus three that wound up pushing. So I was glad that uh, Ryan gutted it out for me. He gave his foot basically so that I could have that cover. So I appreciate that, uh, Ryan. It's going to be Malik Willis going in the rest of the way. I, I just. 35 and a half. A lot of people pointing out that Derrick Henry is averaging like 230 yards against the Houston Texans Some every year. Some absurd number. Yeah, it's 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 he yeah he's had he's he was like 211, 260, 230, 220 or something in his last four uh, last two years basically against these guys. Um, man, yeah, he's gonna be seeing an 11 man box though in this one, so we'll see. Uh, I I mean I guess you just take the Titans in the three because they desperately need this game and it's technically a divisional matchup and the Texans I feel like they've expended all their magic the last couple of weeks but they are still trying they are they do have a free win that cannot hurt them in the standings so they do feel like ever since they've had that cleaned up they've been looking for that frisky second win and uh it just hasn't been coming uh what say you on this one Billy Titans land three I think it's got to be the Titans. If you look at the numbers Derrick Henry has done to these people, like how does he not get five yards of carry here and they just never bother to throw it once? Um, I, I think you now, got I, Tennessee here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Malik Willis, like, just, uh, like we talked about this, what, what the Saints should do, just play Taysom Hill and run a, you know, Nebraska 1996 option offense. The Titans should do something in this game. Yeah. I think uh, you Texans have been very good to me the last couple of weeks covering these high spreads. But I think at the plus three, it's uh, it's time to get off these guys, even though the Titans' offense has been pretty dreadful recently. Oh, it's a Scott Hansen game, Craig. Whew. Uh, I think it might have to be the one that we just talked about. Yeah. Out of that or Brown Saints. You can – whichever one I'm, – I'm not super passionate about whichever one of those two is going to be, but it's going to be you. It's going to be one of those two. Giants-Vikings, I guess, is the marquee matchup. That's the only one with – like two I think Panthers Lions are key matchup Pierce because both those okay. teams still alive. Yeah, yeah I guess oh, you're the right. Giants. The Panther- yeah, Giants and Vikings are Vikings got everything locked up. Yeah, all right, Panthers Lions, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. All right, four o'clock. Washington Commanders head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers in a line that's moving not the direction we want it to anymore. Uh, it opened up at Commanders plus seven and a half. When, which is where I bet it, and now it's down a point. Uh, the Sharps came in and hammered it, and now it's uh, down to uh, Niners minus 6.5. Uh, I'm guessing the thought process the Sharps had is somewhat similar to mine, although with probably more stats and information and mathematics to back it up. But uh, Commanders, dreadful loss. Niners just won the division, flying high, not really much to 
don't have a ton of reasons have, to blow the doors off in they, this one. You have to play for, and and they'll know Some a little bit about this there. when they kick off. Yeah. Seeding, yeah. So they they can catch the Vikings for the two seed. So do you want a second a hypothetical second round game against Minnesota to be in Minneapolis, or do you want it to be in the Bay yeah. Area? So that is what the Niners are playing for now. If the Vikings lose to the Giants, all of a sudden the Niners get real motivated real quick. The Vikings beat the Giants, and they'll know this when the game kicks off. The Vikings will have nothing but a game left against the Chicago team. They'll almost certainly be losing on purpose in Week 18. Um, and if I'm the Niners, I'm like, well, we're not going to catch them anyway, so whatever. So that's an interesting juxtaposition in this game. I do like the Washington side of this regardless. Yeah, it's it, it, to me, it's 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 a good it's another like buy low, sell high spot. I mean, it's tough because we're not getting the best of the number anymore when it was at the seven and a half, right? And it's not even on seven. I did I get it on seven and a half. I'm feeling pretty good. I did, I did. I did too, and I liked it at the seven. It's. T- I can't recommend it on this podcast right now because we're not getting the uh, minus six and a half. So I would say I, I want the commander side of this. Maybe buy the extra half point to get to the seven, but I don't like buying those points because that's very scamish to me. But it is what it is. Uh, commanders are the side that I want in this one because it just reeks of the Niners doing just enough to win this game and whatnot. Although the commanders are dreadful against the run and now Christian McCaffrey and uh, a good scheme is coming to town, but also, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan has been known to blow uh, a spot where he's a, a very high favorite. Uh, commanders are the side for me though. Uh, Billy, what say you on this one? Niners currently laying six and a half. Yeah. I like uh, Washington as well. Uh, I think, you're getting a good amount of points there against the team that, like, the scheme is fantastic, but as, as Craig mentioned, they might not have a heck of a lot to play for. Uh, and I think you're getting a few too many points there. So I like Washington here. Uh, Craig, official uh, recommendation for Commanders? Yeah, I like Washington. Uh, like I said, I've already got the seven and a half. Nice. Um, and I've got that in a couple of contests, too. So, yeah, Washington for me. All right. Uh, Eagles-Cowboys, what could have been the marquee matchup of the whole day uh, it's just, uh, kind of, this would be a lot more right fun. Now. A, if Hurts was healthy and B, if the mm-hmm. Cowboys hadn't won against Jacksonville, but they yeah, that, that's true. But they did. Uh, so here we are Eagles. Uh, I mean, the line saw some movement in this one. It opened up at, at, uh, Cowboys minus four and a half. And my initial thought on Monday morning was great. Great spot for the boys. Time to take them. Here we are. It's, uh, you know, they're down. Eagles are up, but the Eagles don't have a ton to play for. Bit of a letdown spot for the Eagles. But then when Hertz was announced and or Hertz was announced out, the line immediately shot up to six, and the Sharps and myself included hammered the Eagles when they were getting the plus six. Now it's back down to minus four and a half. Now, um, like once it shot, once it, once Hertz was announced out, it was shot up to six, and then was down to minus uh, four and a half after the Sharps killed it, and Gardner Menchie was announced as the starter. Um, I'm still on the Eagles. Um, I believe in Gardner Menchu in spots like this. I know he hasn't done a ton of work with the first unit, but I'm sure they took care of some of that this week with the practices and whatnot. This was originally supposed to be a letdown spot for the Eagles. I no longer see this as a letdown spot. Um, I get that there's some, um, like, how much do the Eagles want to show the Cowboys here? But I just think that the Eagles are flat out better than the Cowboys, even with Gardner Menchu at the helm. And I think that these two teams just hate each other. And with, uh, with Menchu out or with Menchu out there instead of Hurts, um, it takes away the, the letdown spot for me for the Eagles and makes them obviously the underdog. Cause they are, uh, 
getting four points in this one. And I think they're going to use that as bulletin board material and uh, win a close one against the Cowboys. Uh, so I'm on the Eagles right now. Billy, what say you? Cowboys laying four and a half. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, I think I'm on Dallas here. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for this Dallas team. I think they're they're very, very good. And for them to be playing at home and against a backup quarterback, as much as the Eagles are a great scheme, I don't know that they'll be able to keep up with Dallas. Uh, that run defense for Philadelphia has had some holes in it, so I think we might see some uh, some Zeke and Pollard action here. I'm thinking Dallas is able to control this game script, and I think that play action is going to open up. I think you see some points in this one. So I'll go Dallas. All right. I'm on the Eagles. Billy's on the Cowboys. Craig, tiebreaker for this one. Um, Eagles for me. All right. And I don't think Minshew's that bad. Like I, yeah. I, I think they'll be able to keep this game close. Um, although the one thing I'd be worried about, and this is not going to be one of my five, the one thing I'd be worried about is, like the Washington Commanders able to kind of eat uh, eat the Eagles on alive on the ground. The Cowboys would be capable of doing that very same thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very true. I mean, there's a few there's a few reasons to be worried. I, I I still think the Eagles is a spot, but obviously there's some some woes there because. How much do the Eagles really want to show them? This could potentially be a playoff matchup. It's it's you know that the, the Cowboys kind of need this more than the Eagles, but you know I just that said like the Cowboys, it would take some weird stuff for them not to be the five seed. Like they're just yeah, gonna play sure whoever, a road game against whoever wins the NFC South, unless things just go really bad down the stretch here. Yeah, sure does. Because once they get to eleven wins, which you assume they will if they can win one of their last three. I don't think anyone else who's not a division winner in the NFC is getting to 11 wins. All right. Uh, Sunday nighter for – oh, sorry, Saturday nighter because it's a Saturday one. Uh, probably been saying Sunday this whole time, but all these games have been taking play. All the games we've currently been discussing are Saturday games. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are heading to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. This line opened up at Steelers minus 2.5. And it's not moving the way I thought it would because now it's Steelers minus two. So some money's come in on the Raiders. Um, I realize it's Trubisky. But actually, no, it's not anymore because Pickett's pl- starting this game now. Isn't Pickett's he? playing. Yeah, Pickett's yep. playing. So that, there's something to feel a little bit better about. I just. Steelers are one of my five, I'll tell you right now. I like the Steelers here. I, I just don't. Are the Raiders going to lose? Are, are the Raiders who got the ultimate gift last week and, you know, and McDaniel and them have like Josh McDaniels and them probably spent two days celebrating that, not thinking about the Steelers. And now that Steel that Raiders team is going to head into Pittsburgh in minus 30 degree weather, whatever the heck it's going to be on the 30th or 35th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, two days after Franco Harris passes away and the Steelers, like, are going to be, you know, playing for that memory and whatnot, the Raiders are just going to go into Pittsburgh and and, and get a W? I just don't see it. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the Steelers here. They're not going to be one of my five, but I, I thought long and hard about them being one of my five. They were, they were, they were the, the, the final out, like in the, the NCAA tournament for my five this week. Uh, Steelers minus two. Craig, what say you? Um, yeah, I'm the Steelers one of my five. I think they're right. better. And I think that getting them as a short home favorite in this particular situation in a night game is advantage Pittsburgh. I think that the, the finish 500 thing, I think that matters. 
So the Steelers have to go on a run here for that to be the case. But uh, I think that matters within the organization to try to get to 9-8. and eight. I think yeah. they will be playing hard. I'm yeah. not sure the Raiders will be. Give me the Steelers. All right, uh, Billy, who you got, Raiders, Steelers? Yeah, Steelers for me. I have no love for the Raiders. I think they're terrible. And I think the Steelers with uh, with Pickett back should be a little bit better. So I'm comfortable laying the points with the Steelers. All right, Christmas Day. We got three little matchups. We got three island matchups. One o'clock, the Green Bay Packers head to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Somehow this Green Bay team has has a, an outside chance at a 9-8 and eight playoff spot. And I'm just dreading that that uh, that Lions-Packers game in Lambeau Field Week 18 is going to be basically a, uh, a wild card game before wild card starts. Uh, a lot of Packers love this week. It, this line opened up at Dolphins minus four, and it is now Dolphins minus three and a half, so we're currently getting the hook, you guys. Uh, sharp money has come in on the Packers. They love the Packers to turn it around. It does seem like they figured a few things out offensively this this week, or or the, the last few weeks. They've they've definitely found some stuff in Watson. They've been running the ball a little bit better. Rogers seems like he he might actually give a fuck. But I actually didn't think he played. Uh, Rogers played that well uh, last week, despite the fact that uh, they they got the 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 double. They were playing the Rams, the Rams right? Squad, and it yeah. was not super. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, Dolphins, a little extra rest for this one because they played on Saturday last week. So they got they got about nine days off. Meanwhile, uh, Packers played on Monday. So rest-wise is in uh, Dolphins' favor. Um, yeah, I think people are – I don't know. This feels like a – I mean, the Sharps are on the Packers, which frightens me. But, God, this just seems like such a buy-low spot for the Dolphins, who played really well against the Bills last week. Craig, what do you think? You know, the the, the Dolphins were the last cut to be one of my five picks, but I'm, I'm, I'm all over the Dolphins this week. Love this. I think that they, uh, they, they, they will control this game running the ball and have a pretty easy time of it, uh, even if Wilson doesn't play, but I think he's going to play. I'm just going to confirm that. But um, Mostert is obviously still fine. Um, so, yeah, no, give me, give me the Dolphins. I think they, uh, they do real well in this game. All right, Billy, what say you on this one? Yeah, I like the Dolphins as well. I think the the Dolphins offense has been pretty decent. They got I I think Tua is has been struggling and doesn't look that great, but he's just getting bailed out like there's no tomorrow by a lot of talent on that team, and that talent is still there. So I like Miami to be able to score a lot of points in this one. So and I don't like Aaron Rodgers to keep up because he has not been doing that this year. So I'm going with Miami here. I hope so. I really like the Dolphins just to get this W and let's put an end to this whole Packers thing. Next game, 4.30, Saturday, Christmas Day. Boy, what a Christmas gift this is. The Denver Broncos are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, Craig. Uh, last I checked, um, the, uh, L.A. doesn't get a lot of snow. And uh, this line is still 36 and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and your Denver Broncos, Craig. Are three point favorites on the road? Yeah, that's right. Makes all the sense <laughs> oh, in the world. Man, this is brutal. So, the, the, before we analyze this one, let's just say when they made this Christmas Day schedule, what they thought they were getting was two of Rodgers, which they are getting, except it's not the Rodgers that we we you know thought we were not the two time MVP that we Aaron Rodgers that we thought we were getting. 
They thought they were getting the defending Super Bowl champions in Matt Stafford versus the Denver Broncos, who were versus the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos. And then they thought they were getting in the night game Kyler Murray versus Tom Brady, and now we've got completely washed up Tom Brady who needs to retire, and if he goes back to the Patriots next year, fucking laughable, uh, versus Kyler Murray. Not only is it not Kyler Murray, it's not going to be Colt McCoy because McCoy hurt his PCL, and now it's going to be the Cardinals' third stringer whose name I can't even remember. In, in the, yeah, it's Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. It's a great name, great name, but uh, sadly... Can't get too juiced about that one. How do you feel about your Broncos laying the road favorites, Craig, in, in Los Angeles? There will probably be more Broncos fans there for sure, but still. Yeah, I uh, I kind of like Denver this week. <laughs> I hope so. I need you to win. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know yeah. you do. I think for uh, if you're uh, if you're a Lions fan, you are rooting hard for the Denver Broncos this weekend. Um, yeah, I I, I think. I think this version of the Broncos, like we've seen the offense pick it up a little bit and has been pretty good. Um, and we've seen a lot of money come in on uh, on the Broncos already, but I, I I like the Broncos this week. All right. I, I, I don't know. If you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble on this game, Billy, what advice would you give them? You know what? That, that's probably a time to get help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't care who wins this game. I don't want to watch this, but let's, uh, I think, I think I like Denver here. I think that defense is enough to slow down the Rams and the Denver offense has seen some improvement this year. Still not great. So I like Denver, but I would bet the hell out of the under on this game. That's for sure. Is Wilson starting this one? There were some rumors of that. Oh yeah. Wilson's playing. Or is it going to be Brett Rippon, who I think I called Mark Rippon at least four times on the last podcast? Uh, no, it, uh, Russell Wilson is playing in this game. Okay, interesting. That makes me feel, eh, or does it? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, the Sunday nighter, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were just ass biscuits in that second half, uh, head to Arizona to take on uh, Trace McSorley in Cliff Kingsbury. And it is so bad in Arizona. The, this shitty wash up Tom Brady and this horrible offense are heading to Carolina or heading to Arizona and they are a minus seven and a half point favorite. They are the second or no, sorry, I guess the bills are still higher than, them, but they, they have Jesus. I don't, I don't know what to make of this game. This is, this is, I mean, the Bucks played a really, they did honest to goodness, play a good game last week. They just turned the damn ball over against the, against the, uh, against the Bengals. But there's just no way you can lay seven and a half on the road with this flipping Bucks team. You got to hold your nose and trust in Trace McSorley, I guess. But that's just I, I, obviously the, the 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 ideal thing is to just don't bet on this game. But if you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble, hey, it's gonna you, be it's gonna be Christmas night. We're all spending a whole yeah. bunch of time with families. Yeah, maybe we're gonna need gambling to kind of you know. And, and, and hey, if you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. Uh, anywhere in southern Ontario, you'll have been kind of cooped up because of a storm for a few days. Maybe we're all yeah. going to need to bet a little bit on this football game in order to get <laughs> yeah, the juice so going. Yeah, so it's got to be Arizona, right? you got to just hold your nose and take Arizona. The Bucks can't be laying more than a touchdown against anybody. I don't care if it's Trace McSorley. Craig, what say you? Uh, yeah, I'm also with the Cardinals on this one. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's just, like... Seven and a half is too much for this version of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, 
The Buccaneers, I will say, are getting healthier, mm-hmm. especially along the offensive line. They don't have Jensen back yet, but Wirfs is going to be back this week. Like they, they, The guys that they've been missing that have really made the offense look bad are going to be back. But poof, it's uh, yeah, and the Cardinals gave it, up it, on it, life too in that game last week, right? Like oh, yeah. Well, and they like they looked like they quit against New England, and they definitely looked like yeah. they quit against you know. So yeah. like, God, I so I, I want nothing to do with this. To be clear, from an actual betting perspective, like I just don't know how you can lay seven and a half, especially like, the Bucks have things to play for. Uh, Antoine Winfield uh, didn't practice. So it looks like he's not going to be around. Uh, Twist and Wurfs had a full practice. He's going to be there. Uh, like, you know, guys that uh, they've really missed, it looks like, are coming back. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, it's not a good situation. Billy, anything to add on Bucks cardinals Yeah, I think you take the points. I think you're right that the, there's no team that the Bucks should be laying that many with uh, on the road. So you got to take the points here and, and believe in – Chase McSorley. <laughs> Monday nighter, Los Angeles Chargers head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, and the Chargers are laying minus four and a half. Listen, what's getting... I mean, Matt Ryan's been benched. Whether or not that's Matt Ryan's last NFL game, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I think it would be a damn shame if Matt Ryan's last NFL game was... I agree, that uh, would be sad. It would be very sad if that was his last NFL game. He deserves better than that. And unfortunately, two of the biggest comeback blunders are going to be on. Uh, he's going to be. Here's what I will say about resume. this, though. Mm-hmm. It will be sad if that's his last game. But just based on the way he's played this season, are we sure? Like, and I know the offensive scheme is bad for the Colts. But are we sure that whoever Matt Ryan plays his next game with, things are going to be better than. They've looked for him this year. You know what I mean? Like, is, no, is, is Matt Ryan needs non- to be a, like, Matt, Matt know, Ryan should be a backup a next year. Point, they're not going to blow a thirty-three point lead. I understand that, but like, just the guy just looks like he he's not an NFL quarterback anymore. And that, you know, time comes for everybody, except for one particular player, apparently. Yeah, but no, and it's come for him too because he's because uh, Tom Brady's washed. We need to start saying this. He's he's washed, man. He's bad. He's bad. He should have retired. Um, well, I, well, I want to see him, with, uh, you know, running with uh, with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs next season before I'm certain, which yeah, I expect will be going to happen. Um, Speaking of what's... Tom Brady retired stuff, just real quick, did you guys yeah. see the Gronkowski story from this week? Yeah, they asked him to come out of retirement, I believe, or whatever. Yes, and he... He, said, he said that if he was going to come out of retirement, he'd want to be number 69, just so before every play that he's in, the referee would have to say, number 69 is eligible. This is a real you, thing Rob Gronkowski said. You know, you know what I mean, baby. You know what I mean. You know what you know what. I, that's the greatest thing of all time when he's such a bro at that. I'm really excited for uh, my next touchdown. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean, baby. <laughs> when he had 68 touchdowns. And now he wants to be number 69 just so the referee has to say number 69 is an eligible receiver every time he comes in. God, I hate that he – I love Gronk, but God damn it. I, he lends – credence to any jackass in a softball league who puts 69 on the back of their jersey and thinks they're just the funniest guy on the fucking yeah. planet right i agree like, however like yeah i will say this about rob gronkowski is yeah. the guy is not putting on a show he's a no. he's just being 
you know what I mean? This does 100%. not come off as contrived or anything. It's just nope. like, no, this is just who the guy is, and he likes to do this stuff. So there it's 100% wrong, for sure. Pace. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chargers, Chargers, Colts. What's getting lost in the sauce, Gardner or otherwise, in this one, is uh, the Colts did cover <laughs> that game last week. They were four and a half point fa- or, uh, They were four and a half point dogs, and and not only did they cover that game, Bill, but there wasn't a single solitary second of that uh, game that was five quarters long. By the way, where they weren't covering. Now, was it in the bag the entire time? No, but it was, you know, but at no point did the Colts not cover that game. And here's the other thing. The Chargers have been very good on the road against the spread, but this is the first time they've been a favorite. And friends do not let friends bet the Chargers as road favorites. And I know the Colts were just awful. They, they've taken everything from Frank Wright, this Colts team. Like, Jeff Saturday has taken literally everything from Frank Right, took his job and now took his record. That is the only thing he's ever going to be. Well, I guess it's still the greatest playoff comeback of all time. So yeah, he's still there. Say, he has the play, he has the playoff yeah. record. But you know what I mean, right? He's <laughs> it's just another thing Jeff Saturday took from him, and he was so fucking bad in that second half. That 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 was some of the most apocalyptic coaching decisions. I just don't get the coaches who don't realize when the clock is their friend, right? And and it's just ah. Anyway. You gotta bet the Colts. The Colts are one of my five. It's it's it sucks. I know it's Nick Foles starting now instead of Matt Ryan, and Foles hasn't worked with the first team reps. But that 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 that's it. You just you can't bet the Chargers as road as road favorites. You cannot bet Staley and it and that logo as a road favorite. If you get clipped, so be it. But you're just not gonna make money laying points with the Chargers on the road. That's just this it's, it's bad. It's bad for business. So give me the Colts. They're gonna be one of my five. Craig, what say you? Uh, I like the Chargers. Like they're not one of my five. Well, I like the Chargers. I, like, I, should, like, I, I like. I shouldn't let I you do this. I should not let point. you do this. Friends don't like friends, but the Chargers is road favorites. They just don't. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to actually place money on this. All I'm saying is, I only have to give up three points to bet. Three right now, it's four and a half. Uh, Jesus. Well, in some places, it's still three. Three? Um, oh my lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean. Three is a little more palatable. I say that. Your analysis is a little bit more palatable for three, but I, yes. four and a half. Uh, I don't so, know. like, Caesars has it at three. Uh, so, I guess some Colts money has come in. I don't know. Either of way, course, uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, the Chargers. Of course, the Sharps are on the, on the Colts. You don't you don't bet yeah. the Chargers as road favorites. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I just like the Chargers actually have stuff to play for. The Colts yeah. are bad. No, they I know they are. They the Col- you don't think the Colts have something to play for this week? They quite famously gave up 36 consecutive, well, not consecutive, but 36 yeah. points in the second half. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the Colts. I'm not yeah. the Chargers, rather. Yeah, I know, but the Colts got something to play for this week, too, and that's to ha- erase the painful memories everybody has of them embarrassing themselves last week, But which, you know, some might say is the greatest motivation of all. Uh, Billy, uh, I'm on the Colts. Craig's on the Chargers. Tiebreaker. I think I like the Colts here. I, I think they're going to be better without Ryan. Um, sadly, uh, I think I like them at home to cover this one. I'm feeling a close game here, so I want those points. Yeah, and if the Chargers do win, isn't this like a – I mean, I don't want to say a field goal because it's never going to be a Chargers field goal, but I could just see it, the Chargers being up three with, like, I don't know, a minute left and then having the ball 
and being like, we just need a couple first down here. And Herbert just goes and easily gets those first downs, and then they kneel it out. And you're like, all right. <laughs> they covered the four and a half. That's all that matters. Okay. Uh, so that is it for week 16. All that's left to do is make our picks. Uh, Craig, why don't you kick us off for week 16, good sir? I am going to pick the New Orleans Saints. I gotta take say, the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. I like Falcons. I'm not sure if I like that Saints pick though. Just but, it's uh, going to be a low-scoring game. I get yeah. the field goal, and I just think this like again. I think that like oh yeah, we're going to see a ton of Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. The Saints will be able yeah. to find a way to ball. I think that the win, the win stuff and snow stuff actually goes their way despite the fact they're a dome team. Um, I will take the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Washington Commanders. Uh, what am I getting with Washington? I take them. Uh, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the seven and a half for the purpose of our uh... All right. Washington Commanders. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Currently laying two. Billy, week sixteen. Who you got? Alrighty, I will take the Miami Dolphins. I will take the Chicago Bears. I will take the. <laughs> The Washington mm-hmm. Commanders. Yikes. Um, I will go with the Colts on Monday night. And my last one, I will take the Detroit Lions. Woo. Okay. Ah, uh, for me. Give me the Panthers. Got to do what I got to do. I got. I, I'm just. I'm believing in my analysis here, and I don't care if it's against my lions. Uh, but hey, I'm usually wrong twice a week, so here's hoping that that, that, <laughs> that I'm wrong. Sixty percent, baby. That's what we're after here. Uh, Carolina, give me Carolina. Give me New England. Give me Washington. We're gonna make it a clean sweep on Washington. I'm gonna join Billy on the on the Colts. And uh, give me the Eagles. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on that Eagles train. I'm I'm gonna jump on Gardner Minshew's back, and hopefully he's gonna carry me across the finish line. So Panthers, Patriots, Commanders, Colts, Eagles uh, for Matt Pierce. Before we get out of here, Craig, one last thing. What did you make of the Vasho trade for the Toronto Blue Jays this week or this morning, this afternoon, I should say? Yeah, I think it's uh, like they they got the best player in the deal. They gave up a lot to get this player, but they needed a left-handed bat. They needed a guy who can play the outfield, and this guy can really play the outfield. Um, yes, I think it's, uh, I think it's all right. That said, they need another left-handed bat, and I don't know if it's someone else who plays first base on days. Vlad DH is someone else who can play the outfield because I don't like you want to give Springer some DH days, although you have Merrifield for that, but. Um, they need another left-handed bat, so I they, they got to go find that particular player. And if you look at the roster right now, you know that Kevin Biggio is going to be on the bench for them. You know that one of the catchers is going to be on the bench, be it Kirk or be it uh, Jansen. And you know that Merrifield's going to be on the bench. Merrifield or Espinal, one of the two. Uh, but by pretty simple accounting measures, that means that there are, including the DH spot, there are three open roster spots right now where they don't have an established major leaguer. And you may not go into camp with all three of those filled, but you're going to want to fill a couple of them. So we'll see what they wind up doing. Dalton Varsho had a five war last year, and he yeah. hit 234. Two, more than two wins on defense. Yeah, he hit 234, so he is very good at defense. <laughs> he yeah. is very, and the other thing is like he, hit, he hits well for power, and he can take some walks. So, yeah, yeah the, the, the contact skills are not what you want, 
but he plays elite defense. He hits for power. And he can take a few walks. So yeah, you know, like though, like and the power numbers might increase. Yeah, it's in the cool. Rogers the contact center, skills right? were there, but like the, the 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 package is a pretty good player, right? Yeah, and like I mean, I mean, obviously health is a big if, but when you have Va- uh, Varsho, Kiermaier, and Springer patrol in the outfield, that there's a very good chance that those three guys will uh, will contest for best defensive outfield unit in all yeah. of baseball and next year. Thing, when healthy, uh, will be the big thing for those guys, though. Yep, and here's the thing that uh, that they've given themselves a buffer as far as the health thing goes, because all three of those guys can handle center field and be positive defensive players. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I, it's it's a decent little trade. It's just you know it's not giving up Moreno hurts obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean I just uh, honestly I wasn't that impressed with Moreno in the spots that he got into. Now no, that's but he was also less than guy. Yeah, less than major fifty major league, league at bats, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't brought up in a great spot, so that was the thing. But like, yeah, I, I mean the, the roster is undoubtedly better than it was last year, but it's you know we we, I, we were probably hoping for a little more oomph from this off season, but yeah. The other thing that I will say is if you look at some of the deals that have gone down uh, free agency-wise, like if you look oh. at what I wound up getting. Stephen Cohen, like, man, like, just oh, making it rain. Yeah, it'd be cool if you can get go get Brandon Nimmo, but well, hold on a second, it's a lot of money. I don't know if I would want to match that. You know, it just it's it's yeah. that kind of stuff. But I don't think they're done. I think that they'll they'll find a way to get some more things done here. So we'll see. Uh, I suspect that like there's there's a like I think Brandon Belt's a really good fit. Have him play mm-hmm. first in the days Vlad DHs. He's a left-handed hitter, good glove. I think that's the guy you want. That's not a bad little utility piece there, that's for sure. All right. Uh, that's it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com, slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that you might happen to be using. You can find us on there. And if you don't find us on whatever, let us know, and we'll see if we can upload it. Um, please leave us a view on whatever you listen to. Five stars only. As always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh that is it for this week. Not much going on. We'll be back next week, breaking down week 16 and talking week 17. Um, nothing coming on the other side. Uh, nothing really going on because of the holiday season. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll just say thank you guys for doing this. It was a pleasure talking every week. Take care, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you happen to be uh, celebrating out there, I hope you have a great that. And uh, take care. And we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast. Crossover <laughs> Podcast.